Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to my very first episode of Finding Solace. Um, I sat down with my, my buddy Paul, uh, talked about his rodeo days, and uh, let's face it, he pretty much carried the conversation. He, he's definitely a great talker, and he's very passionate about it. So um, this one's probably going to be a, a two-parter. We sat down for quite a long time, but right now, here's the first part, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Parts of Montana. Okay. And, uh, and then there's, uh, but there's a whole bunch of different circuits. You know, I think, uh, God, I haven't been in a rodeo in like 12 years. So I want to say there was 12 circuits total. Yeah. But you got, to, you got to know the people like in your circuit really well. Okay. And then uh, like when you would travel outside of your circuit, you would still see like, you know, some of the bigger name people, the guys who were chasing going to the national finals and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you'd see a whole bunch of like, you know, new faces as well. Okay. And uh, the rodeo world's like any professional sport too. There's like different levels. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I rode uh, the PRCA, which is Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association of America. Um, which is the big one, and they're mm-hmm. the ones who run like the NFR in Las Vegas and all that. And I, uh, I was, I want to say I was in the PRCA for 12, 13 years, something like okay. that. Which is actually a pretty long career. Most people don't spend that long. Like they have statistics on all that. Like the average career for like a bull rider is like less than three years. Is it just because like injuries and and concussions yeah. and you know things like that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, uh, there's definitely people, you know, one of my one of my good friends, uh, one of the reasons he quit rodeo is because every time he nodded his head for a horse when he got done, he couldn't remember his kids' names for like 15 minutes. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Just because he, uh, he had had, you know, he smacked his head around enough, he was just kind yeah. of punch drunk. So it, it kind of relates to like, uh, kind of similar to like NFL stuff. You see all these retired mm-hmm. NFL players and... Like Terry Bradshaw, that's a good example. Yeah. Like, he seems crazy. He's out of his mind. Mm-hmm. All the hits to the head, right? Too many hits do to that the head. But no, we always, uh, we always <laughs> joked, actually, uh, more rodeo careers were uh, were ended by women than anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, it, and, it, and it's true. I mean, I, and it's nothing against them, but, like, the right. guys that I know who had, like, really successful rodeo careers and uh, marriages and stuff as well were their wives also rodeoed. Okay. You know, so they it was something they could do together and they could travel together. That's nice. But, you know, if you think about it, I mean, like, uh, I would get off work at, on Friday. I would hop in the car and just drive straight to a rodeo, ride, mm-hmm. sleep in the car, wake up, drive straight to a rodeo, ride, wow. drive straight to another rodeo, ride, sleep in the car, wake up the next morning, drive straight to a rodeo, ride, wow. and then drive back home. So, I mean... You know, I get off. I get off work at like four thirty on a Friday, and I wouldn't get back to my house until ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night on a Sunday. Damn, you know, it's a and, rough life. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that's just as a guy who kind of sucks and isn't making any money at it. Yeah, <laughs> those those guys who are good at it and had to you know really travel and go to a lot of rodeos. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's very hard on a relationship. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, being, being away from home mm-hmm. all weekend. So a lot of times, a guy get real serious with a girl, and rodeo would be you know. Just get put on the back burner, and that was the end of that. Yeah. yeah. So when did you start rodeoing? Rodeoing. Rodeoing. Yeah, when I, I, I started riding rodeo when I was uh, 18. Okay. Was it at, yeah. like, a, a ranch, or was that? Uh, pra- um... uh, so in the rodeo world, they have, like, practice pens where you can just go and uh, you just pay to get on a bull or okay. get on a horse or whatever you want, you know. And a lot of times, like, uh, when you show up, it's, it's everybody's there to practice. So you'll get like you know high school kids, you get older guys, you get you know a pretty big pretty big mix, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times when you get there, you can borrow all the equipment you need really, and you know people are very very helpful in the rodeo world. And uh, but I had a I had a like right after I got out of high school, um, I met uh, the guy who was going to be my roommate at college the next year, and um, we were just you know bullshitting around, and he was heading up to go like get on a bull because that's what he did, and he practiced, and I was like. I'd love to try that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, get in the car. You know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I did, and uh, it was uh, it, it was pretty easy to get addicted real fast. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun, and it was something new. You know, and I, and I grew up, you know, with uh, country music and, you know, always had cowboy boots here and there and that kind of thing. I wouldn't have considered myself a cowboy necessarily, but, you know, sure. uh, that world was definitely not foreign to me by any means. Okay. And then... Uh, yeah, and at the time it was crazy because I think it was $5 a head to get on uh, a bull. Really? You know, so you went to the practice arena and then there'd be, 
I don't know, six or seven guys there at the most. And the contractor would let you get on as many as you wanted, you know, for the whole night. It was usually just guys had, like, an arena in their backyard. Um, and uh, there's one down here, like, uh, in Fowler, Colorado, or uh, Rocky Ford. Yeah. Um, there's one in Fowler. There's a couple of them up around Greeley, um, Henderson. I mean, they're all over the place if you just kind of, like, look around and ask. Penrose has one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, and it was funny because then, like, you know, I, I started doing it, and then I started entering a few rodeos. And then it was uh, about a year after I started that movie, Eight Seconds came out. <laughs> and it went insane. It just blew that. up after oh, that. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It went from, like, you know, I could go and practice anytime I wanted, get on as many as I wanted. Mm-hmm. I never had trouble getting into rodeos. And it went from that to basically within a week, you couldn't, you couldn't, get, uh, you couldn't get on a bull, hardly. Wow. Like we'd go to a we'd go to a practice pin and there'd be like 40, 50 people deep waiting to get on, <laughs> and rodeos. I remember uh, one of the last times I rode bulls um, was at a CPRA rodeo, um, which is like I was telling there was levels. Right. There's the professional rodeo cowboys, and then like underneath that is like semi pro, which is like Colorado professional rodeo. Okay. And uh, I went to one of those rodeos, and they have what they call slack. Um, so if there's too many guys entered in a rodeo. They'll still let more people compete, but they run them in slack, which is like after the crowd's left. Okay. You know, just in the arena. Like, yeah, like doing a little pickup game, kind of. Yeah, like, everyone's like a, gone. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yep. Let's just but do it. you can still win the rodeo in that because okay. it's still the same judges, still the same money going in, everything hmm. else, you know. And, uh, uh, do you we prefer were, the slack or did you prefer, like, having the crowd oh, around yeah, you? Oh, yeah. You got to prefer the crowd. Okay. Yeah. yeah you got to prefer the crowd. It's just so much, so much better, even though, you know. Uh, I've been bald for a long time, <laughs> so I have heard the joke about uh, how that bull or that horse bucked so hard it knocked his hair off <laughs> more than I think any human in history. <laughs> yeah, Les, one of the announcers I was real good friends with, he used to do it all the time, and I would just shake my head. I'm like, you do know you're bald too, right? <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we rode in the slack at a rodeo in, I want to say like Arvada or someplace like that. I don't remember. This has been close to 30 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were they were running guys in until like three thirty in the morning. Wow! And there was just hundreds of guys entered, and the animals were just wore out. I bet they yeah. were just tired. Like were they, they just not bucking as hard anymore? Yeah, then? they were. They were tired. They weren't bucking as hard. Like nothing was going on. Mm. And uh, was there still a crowd at all? Like did everybody just leave at like you know ten o'clock or whatever yeah, it was? Or yeah, pretty much. They just all took off. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you would still have because there's always like a crowd even at like a jackpot rodeo. Like that a jackpot's like a bunch of guys just get together, throw their money in the pot, and whoever wins gets it. Kind of. Thing. Okay. Yeah. It's an it's an open ender rodeo. Okay. Like a, a contract will say we're running a jackpot rodeo Saturday 10 a.m. and whoever shows up can just go ahead and you know enter. Was there like a minimum that you had to put in, or is it just like whatever it, you had you put in? It uh, no, it, it varied from rodeo to rodeo. Okay. Like uh, most of the pro rodeos were like seventy five dollars for like a big chunk of my career. And uh, most of the Ami shows were fifty. Okay. What know. what what decade was this though? Like was this like eighties or was no, this... no 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 this okay. has been this has been nineties yeah. So I started not trying to the no, age no, here. No, but... uh, so I started in ninety three. Okay. And I rode my last rodeo when I was thirty six. So that would have been two thousand and eleven. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Dang. No bigger than that, right? No, yeah, that's about right. 18 years. Yeah, yeah that's about what I did in the uh, rodeo world. Yeah, I rode bulls for uh, about four years. Um, uh, about that time that we're talking now, I got into, you know, I, I uh, transferred colleges and I ended up at uh, CSU and they had a rodeo team. Okay. So I was able to go, like, enter college rodeos. Oh, nice. I didn't and, know they had that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, college rodeos were great. Um, they were cheap. I forget what it was to enter a college rodeo, which is weird because, like, you have to pay to enter a rodeo for a, you know, it seems like that would break all the NCAA. Right. <laughs> they could break all their rules, but you could pay and you could win money, but you couldn't win much. So, like, you'd put in five bucks and at most you could win, like, 20 bucks for gas or something. Yeah. Well, that pays yeah. pretty cool to get down there. Yeah. Get the experience, right? Yeah. And uh, I had started uh, riding, uh, I blew out my knee at a rodeo. I had a bull just step on my right leg and fold it sideways at the knee to the ground Damn. yeah so i had to have surgery and i got uh you know the knee brace and everything and um, did you get screws and and oh yeah, yeah. a plate and all that shit yep all that fun wow. stuff 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so they, uh, they, uh, um, they rebuilt my knee. I tore my LCL, ACL, PCL, like all the L's. <laughs> and they, they rebuilt my knee and everything. And uh, they told me I, uh, it would be nine months to a year before I could ride bulls again. Wow. And I had just kind of started riding bareback horses. And that was more because uh, one of my good friends rode bareback horses. And it looked like fun. And it was just easier to get into the competitions, you know, because the bull riding was still just out of control. Mm-hmm. Just because of the movie, right? Just because of the movie. It hit mainstream, and now <laughs> everyone main... and their mom wanted to do it. Everybody and their mom yep. wanted to do it, and it was uh, it, it was a heyday, because a lot of the guys that were good made a ton of money. Yeah. You know, because there was a lot of added money in there because sure. of that, you know. And uh, and as a result of that era, like, you got uh, uh, what is the name? The PBR and all those other mm-hmm. organizations all kind of spawned out of that same time. Okay. You know, because there were just too many people, and, you know, uh, they had to spread it around somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so when you started out, was it just mainly bulls only that you rode? Yep. And then, obviously, you got injured, like you yep. said. Yeah, yeah. And then and, your uh, buddy started riding... Um, he was riding bareback horses. Bareback horses. Yeah. So do they kick different? Do they act different? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, different. yeah, everything's completely different. Bull riding is actually amazingly simple. Okay. Um, bull riding is all about balance. Okay. Um, you stay perpendicular to the ground... And you stay on top. It's it's kind of that simple. Don't end up underneath the bull. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> it's because uh, when they're when they're jumping up, uh, you know, if you think about them going up at like a forty-five. If you're perpendicular to the ground, mm-hmm. like you're pushing down on your rope, kind of. It seems like you're leaned toward, but you're not. You're just like straight up and down. Okay. So as they jump up, they lift you. Okay. And then as they teeter over and they start dropping down, it seems like you're leaning back, but you're not. You're still just sitting up. But as a result, you're sliding back into your hand, and you're just keeping yourself in that sweet spot right okay. there where you need to be all the time. Okay. Yeah. So, good little tip for amateurs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you had to learn to, uh, you hold on backwards is uh, the only good way to explain that. Okay. So, like, uh, where guys that screw up is if bulls, like, turn to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, guys will try and turn their body to the left and, like, follow them around. And that's the wrong thing to do because you're just twisting yourself around. Mm-hmm. And like you're shifting your weight to where you're on the back end of them and flying off. Okay. So it's counterintuitive, but what you want to do is when they're pushing, when they're coming to the left, you want to like kind of lean the other way and dig your left leg into their shoulder. Okay. Like, you know, and that way they just push you with them. Okay. It's all about like the physics of just making sure they're doing all the work for you so that you don't have to do it. So to dumb it down, maybe it's more like a, a dance, right? It, it very much so. Yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Like all of rodeo, it's, it's all about timing. Okay. And it's the same thing with, like, the bareback riding, which is what I did for the majority of it. I did uh, bareback horses for 16 years. Okay. And was that uh, easier or, or harder than bulls? Like, horses compared to bulls? So, or is it? this is going gonna, gonna to piss off some bull riders. <laughs> but actually, okay. I, had, I had a lot of good friends that were bull riders, and I had a lot of good friends that were, you know, bareback riders, saddle bronc riders. And it was funny because a lot of the guys that were really good, if they were injured, mm-hmm. they would go back to riding bulls. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, until they got better before they went back to riding horses. Huh. And uh, I guess the, the way I always kind of explain this to people is like, when's the last time you saw a cow and you said, you know what, that is one athletic-looking cow. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you, you look at a horse and people are like, wow, that horse is ripped. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, and horses are athletes. Yeah, they're and, all muscle. Oh, like, yeah. That's what they are is mm-hmm. muscle. And they move, it's a lot faster. Mm-hmm. It is way, way faster. Not that there aren't bulls out there that are extremely fast sure. or, you know, extremely athletic, because there are. But the line item majority of them were, you know, kind of slower and more lumbering. And uh, it was funny, because when you could talk a bull rider into, like, getting on some bareback horses or getting on to some saddle bar horses, mm-hmm. um, if you can convince them just to get on, like, ten in a row, when they went back to bull riding, they were way better than they were before. Really? Okay. Yeah, just because Just because of the speed? The speed, And then yeah. they go down... To the not you down, get, but they go yeah. back to the bull and it slows down. Yeah, you get yeah. it's just the reaction time is very, very different. Okay. And you know, and the and the distance. I mean, if you think about like steeplechase and stuff like that, I mean horses are clearing, you know <laughs> like eight foot tall fences and yeah. stuff like that, not even a question. You know, right. and, and bulls, if you ever seen one of those jump a fence, they kinda mm-hmm. tend to belly flop onto it and slide yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, and I, and I don't mean to dumb that down because like I said, there were there are some very scary bulls out there that uh, are extremely athletic. Right. But, 
Yeah, it's just uh, across the board, horses were just faster okay. and, yeah. they, uh, and snappier. And in the, uh, and in the bareback, it was the same thing. You know, you have your spurs, which are, uh, you know, just little, uh, you have these little rowels on the end. It's like right. a wheel, but it's metal, you know, and it just has a certain amount of points on it. Mm-hmm. So like a four-point rowel, if you think about you're trying to roll a square, so it rolls slower. Whereas if you had like a 10-point rowel, you know, a bunch more points of contact, so it would go a lot quicker. Right. So you would use the you'd use your rowels to like slow you down. Okay. You know, so when a horse, I thought is you like, always use your spurs to get your the horse going. Like, oh no 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 no, not really like jab them, but you know you kick them with mm-hmm. the spurs and it gets them going, it gets nah. them fired up, and no no no, no they okay. will the horses and the bulls will all do that on their own. Whether, okay. Yeah, whether you're ready for it or not. <laughs> okay. I'm a city boy. I know nothing yeah. about this. You know. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, there is there is something to be said about that because you know I mean. A lot of those horses are, you know, they're they're athletes just like anything else. You sure. know, they get yeah. pumped up by the crowd. Like uh, there's one rodeo contractor who had specific music for every single horse. Oh, really? And like every single horse was named after the song. Okay. You know, so that way when you went out there, like you knew what song was gonna be playing by the name of your horse. But those horses, they, they you know, they got into it and they like knew and they like, you know, all right, oh, this is where I'm performing. <laughs> You know, was everyone that went to uh, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion from Titanic? <laughs> no, none of them. Okay, not that. <laughs> none of them were that mellow, huh? No, no, okay, none of them were that mellow. Most of it was, you know, a lot of ACDC in there. Yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, like I said, it's just timing because, like, as they're jumping, you want to be dragging with your feet to like keep yourself up against your rigging. Okay. And then as they're as they're diving back down, that's when you're like resetting, getting your feet in there because you're using your legs like shock absorbers to keep you in place. Right. Okay. And then in the the saddle bronc, it's same thing. It's just timing, just because uh, you know they're 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 bucking at a certain rate, and you want to be in time with them to like keep yourself in position all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So when you get on a a horse or a bronc. Yeah, what's that? What's it called? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah or usually bareback. Uh, uh, usually they usually refer to uh, saddle bronc horses as broncs. Okay. And uh, just bareback horses, bareback horses. Okay. It's just it, it's not that it's like a hard and fast rule. It's just kind of what people. Okay, think. sure. Just and, the lingo of it. Yeah. Right. Um, so when you get on a horse or when you get on a bull, what goes through your mind before the action starts? Like when you're on it, getting ready to get out of the gate. calm as I could okay because you want the the calmer your mind is the easier it is to think about what's going on the easier it is to react to things okay if sure. your mind's going like a million miles a minute then you're you end up panicking and you do something right. wrong and that's you know, you're right. thinking about everything else besides what's going on right here exactly yeah. Okay. yeah so you that want your sense. you want your you want your mind as calm as possible okay so especially when I was behind the shoots I was always like joking and laughing and telling stories I mean even when I was getting on my horse yeah. I'd be doing the same thing, be getting my hand worked in my rigging or whatever. Um, yeah, with the bareback riding, um, your hand is wedged in there. You cannot get it out. <laughs> okay. Like, you have to physically, like, <clears throat> drag your hand in there, and it gets locked in place. Like, the glove has, like, extra leather on it. So, like, once it pops through the rigging, mm-hmm. it does not come back out on its own. Okay. And so you're kind of, you're, you're married to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the only way to get your hand out is to sit there and kind of work it back and forth when you get it out. But it takes a minute to get it in, and it takes a minute to get it out. And so, like, even when I was doing that, I'd still be, like, joking with people and, you know, talking and everything else. And it just, it was my way of, like, keeping keeping relaxed. So that way, when the time came, I could just shut everything else off and focus. And go. Yeah. Right. Have you ever got stuck in a, in a, is it the rigging, right? Yeah. Yep. Have you ever got stuck in the rigging on a bull or a horse? Oh, like, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Really? All three, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, getting getting stuck in the rigging on a horse is rough because uh, um, they're jumping super high. They're running really fast. It's a faster environment. Yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. Right? And it, so you always want to come off on the side that you're riding with. So, like, okay. if you're right-handed and you got your right hand in the rigging, you want to come off on that side. Okay. Because now you can open up your hand and slide it out. You come off on the other side, your wrist is rolled up over the top of your oh, hand, see. and you kind of lock your fingers down where you can't open your hand up and get it out. Okay. You know? But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it was funny. My parents didn't come to that many rodeos. 
uh, just time, whatever, you know, sure. nieces, soccer games, you name it. And, yeah. you know, they're not going to drive to Utah to watch me hang out for eight and a half seconds. Right. You know? <laughs> so, if uh, that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so one of the few times they came and watched me, we were, uh, I was riding in the state fair down here in Pueblo and they came down and I got hung up and that horse chugged me around the arena. Oh, man. Like full laps, like three times. Oh, geez. And, uh, you know, he ended up stepping on my shafts and like tearing those down to where they're like down around my ankles. <laughs> so I can't get on my feet or anything else. And I was fine. I was swell. You know, it's not my, it wasn't my first rodeo for, you know, lack of the term. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it's the same thing. You got to stay calm. You got to always be working. You're constantly trying to get back to your feet, get both hands on your rigging and start mm-hmm. doing something to help yourself. Okay. Because if you're not, then you end up getting drug underneath and you just, they stomp the hell out of your legs, break your ankles, do all sorts of yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. So that, that, that happened to me several times in the bareback, but I was usually pretty good, like I said, about keeping on my feet and getting out of there. One time I did get hung up in the bull riding, which was bad. So I got bucked off, and uh, just the way it worked out, I came off on the wrong side, which I said is always the bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, not as bad in the bull riding, but um, uh, I come off on the wrong side, and my, my, my uh, spur on my right foot got caught in the flank strap. The back strap. Yeah, that, that little strap okay. around, yep. their, around, their, uh, around their stomach there. And so this thing's just like spinning and I'm holding on like a little kid that you play <laughs> Superman with, like, you know, foot in hand and just like, I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> just, just flying around. And uh, yeah, luckily I, my, my hand popped out and I kind of got flicked out of the way there. So. Wow. That's good. That's, yeah. I guess, lucky, right? Yeah. Scary, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, because like bulls, uh, different methods for when you get hung up for everything. So like the bulls, when you get hung up, you want to get up on their neck. Okay. So uh, you just get right up against their neck and you try and get one arm over their neck. Trying to hold Yeah, and that way they're just kind of lifting you and moving you along and mm-hmm. you're not getting underneath, getting stomped on or okay. anything or getting whipped around. Uh, in the uh, bareback riding, you want to try and get both your hands on the rig and if you can, you want to try and hop back on, which is, you know, doable, but not, but not, not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> and in the uh, saddle bronc riding, you roll to your stomach. So in the saddle bronc riding, that's one of the most dangerous things to get hung up in. Is because if you think about it, like in bull riding or bareback, you get hung up, your hands up high, you're up high, like mm-hmm. you're not on the ground. Right. But if you get hung up in the uh, saddle bronc, you have a foot caught in the stirrup. So you're getting drugged by your foot, and your whole body is underneath their back feet there, mm-hmm. just getting stomped up and yeah, down and up and down on. That's sketchy. Yeah. So um, the, way you, the way you get out of it is you roll over your stomach and you try and point your toes uh, so you can get your, uh, you can, uh, just the way stirrups are kind of designed you know, that oxbow shape, mm-hmm. yeah, your foot will slide out a lot easier that way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I see a lot of, uh, you know, I was flipping channels, I saw a rodeo, and uh, they're all wearing, like, these vests. Are mm-hmm. they, like, Kevlar vests, I'm assuming? Yes, actually. Kind of like bulletproof type vests, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you ever wear anything like that, or was oh, that before absolutely. your time? No, okay. I, uh, um, no, I didn't originally. They were never required. Um, in the beginning, it was probably... I want to say like the mid '90s, mid to late '90s, that they made them mandatory. But they're just uh, they're just a leather vest. They're padded. Um, they got some really good padding in them, and then they have like a layer of Kevlar underneath the padding. Okay. Um, specifically for like the bull riding, that way you can't get a horn actually through okay. there. And is that mainly what it's for? Is for horns? Yeah, that's what most of that was for. Because if you're going to get stomped, you're going to get stomped, and it's going to hurt no matter what. Right? Yeah. And okay. uh, and that's it. Is like uh, in the beginning, it was always for. That well, that's how Lane Frost died. You know, he got the horn, mm-hmm. and uh, so in the beginning, that's from kinda, a movie, right? Yep, yep. Good old eight seconds, right? Good old eight okay. seconds. Okay, that's what started this. Yeah, show. but okay. that's, uh, <laughs> but after that, like vests started to become fairly common too. Okay. Like, uh, like not right away. Like I said, it was several years after the movie, but um, yeah, vests started to become more common, and then basically across the board, we all adopted them. Like bareback mm-hmm. riders, saddle bronc riders, you name it. It's just a safety and, measure, right? And and that's it, because a lot of times, like in the uh, in the saddle bronc, if you get bucked off, a lot of times you fly um, over backwards out the back. Okay. And so you're falling down, uh, floating kind of behind that horse. The next time they kick out, and they can just double foot you right in the mm. right in the chest or in the back or something like that. And those vests were huge for stopping stuff like that. And yeah. the same thing with the bareback riding or anything else. You know, just horses or bulls or anything else kicking out at you. They were they were pretty clutch. So. A lot of guys adopted them like very, very, uh, very soon after it came out. We, regardless of the rules, like uh, not even being required, and uh, it was good too because uh, 
they're real stiff. So it kind of helped your posture. Okay. So Give that, you. yep, that helped you. That kind of helped you, you know, you know, stay up vertical in the bull riding, like we were talking about earlier, and some other stuff. And they had to, the vests all changed over time, like uh, in the bareback riding, because you end up curled up a lot more in the bareback riding. So those those vests, like you know, you had to have the, basically the stomach cut out. You were wearing more of like a long tactical bra. Yeah. <laughs> But it did its job, you yeah, know. Yeah, it did its job, you know, and uh, and same thing. Like they just figured out, like you know, in the in the bull riding, guys like having them a lot longer in the back. Okay. You know, kind of protect like your uh, upper tailbone area there. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't do that in the saddle bronc because that would get uh, hooked up on the saddle there. You know? Okay. Yeah. And just ruin your whole yeah, momentum. Yeah, and, and, everything. yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah you uh, you definitely didn't want that. So this is a question my wife wanted to ask yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> When you are riding horses, bulls, whatever it is, um, does it hurt your balls? Uh, <laughs> She's not gonna like uh, the way I worded it, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a it's a legit question. I, it's not even it's uh, so in the bareback riding, it was always funny to me, like because uh, you're riding with a rawhide handle. It's like a, it's like plywood made out of rawhide. It's real thick and it's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of layers, and so that thing is just ridiculously rock hard. And you want to have the boys just slid right up on top of it there. You okay. actually kind of want more, like, taint in there. Okay. To be honest. But, uh, <laughs> you got to find that happy zone yeah, there, right? Yeah, you got to find yeah. that happy zone. And, uh, but, yeah, they have, a, they have a little, just like a little leather, like, triangular pad mm-hmm. that you bolt onto your rigging to, like, you know. Help protect that. Help protect that. Okay. And yeah. those pads are not very big, <laughs> and they're not very thick, but... They worked. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know any other way to say that. The science behind that, huh? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, maybe maybe my, uh, maybe my uh, wedding tackle there just knows how to dodge. <laughs> like, I am not sure exactly. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was never really a big issue. Uh, you were more likely to get kicked in the nuts than anything. Oh, okay. You know, well, so that's the least of your worries then. Is, yeah. Is that your, your saddle and everything. Yeah, because like I said, you end up, when you hop off, even if you get off correctly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, There's you still, know. that bull or horse is still kicking. Yeah, that horse still is still going. kicking, yeah. and you're standing right there as it's kicking by, you know, and it's, it, 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 and it's happened. <laughs> um, another question she had, um, she noticed that it's more of a, a male-predominant sport. Yeah. Um, at least for... Um, I'm not going to say, at least the public, right? You see it on TV. Mm-hmm. There's more men winning championships and yeah. all this, right? Um, are there any women? And if so, like, are they champions as well? Like, maybe they're just not being put out there. So, really kind of depends on how you look at it. It's because it, uh, there's women at every single rodeo. Um, uh, but the female-dominated uh, events are uh, barrel racing. Pole bending, um, breakaway roping, uh, goat tying, and uh, team roping. So there's two different. Uh, I was talking about there was different organizations, mm-hmm. right? So the PRCA is is the you know the national organization, kind of like the major leagues, whatever for rodeo. But even women didn't belong to that, which is weird. Okay. So and I forget the name of it. It's the National Something Barrel Racers Association. PRCA had like a partnership with the Barrel Racing Association that all the women rode for them. You know, so it'd still be a PRCA rodeo, but technically they're entering under like just a different gateway. And um, I think the main reason you just don't see as many women in those, uh, in like the bull riding, the uh, bareback riding, stuff like that, is they really didn't get a good shake when uh, they were setting up a lot of those sports. Because like I, I dated a girl who was a bull rider. And, uh, um, like, uh, if you've ever seen a Mexican rodeo, they, uh, they do things very different. So, like, they ride with both hands. Like, uh, oh, okay. uniquely, like, in Western rodeo, everybody's riding one-handed. Right. Other ones up in the air for balance, you know, helping you kind of control where your body's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't do that in the Mexican rodeos. They'll ride two-handed. So they'll, they'll have somebody, like, force their hand in two, two riggings at the same time, basically, for the bareback riding. And the bull riding, they'll have somebody like rope their hands together. That, that, that seems more dangerous. Oh, it is you're, very much so more dangerous. You're strapped down. You're you're just you're just there. Yeah. Like you yeah, can't yeah, get out. No, it you is know? it is very much so more dangerous. Yeah. But uh, like I like I said, I dated a girl who was a bull rider, and women had the option to ride with both hands, really, rather than okay. one up. 
And kind of what we were just saying is that's the wrong way to do it. It's just yeah. I mean, it it, it is it is absolutely asinine to try that. <laughs> I mean, let's say you're trying to bail out, right? And you got both hands tied. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. If you got one hand tied and the other one free, you can at least try with your free hand to undo yep. the tied hand, right? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that that that's that's scary yeah. stuff right there. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. But there's no rules against it. Uh, you know, I, I even knew a few girls who tried riding in the pros for a while, stuff like that. And okay. uh, yeah, there's no rules against it or anything. They just, I don't know. I think uh, the barrel racing is very unique. It is, it's all women. There's no men in the barrel racing, to the best of my knowledge. Um, they do let guys barrel race um, in like little britches and 4-H, like little kids, okay, yeah. before they get like old enough to do other events, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you reach adulthood, I don't think I've ever seen anybody riding the uh, the barrel racing that was a guy. But there's a ton of money in it. Is the thing in barrel racing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ridiculous amount of money okay. in barrel racing. Same thing with like team roping. If you're gonna win money in rodeo, those are the two places you should be. Okay. You know, uh, I was uh, I was roughy, and that, that's kind of how they break it down. You got timies and roughies. So yeah, what are those? Uh, so roughies are guys who rode rough stock. You know, bulls, barebacks, okay. saddle rocks, and then timies were basically everybody else, because um, where we have a set amount of time we have to ride for to qualify, they're fighting over who can do it the quickest. So it's you know it's a countdown. There's no set time. Okay. You know, so that's how we just kind of broke it down, and then we actually competed two different ends of the arena. Um, just because of the way it's all set up, you know, they need mm-hmm. gates for them to run in and out of, gates to put, you know, steers and stuff in, and they're just set up different than bucking horse, uh, bucking shoots are. Okay. You know, so we just didn't, I mean, not that we couldn't associate with them, I actually know quite a few of them pretty well, but you just didn't associate with them as much, just because they were always on the other side of the arena from where you were at. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, especially if you go to a college rodeo, mm-hmm. a lot more women in college rodeos. Okay. Yeah. So, but college, like I said, it, when you get to the pros, you only have barrel racing. That's it. Oh, There's no nothing, other event. Nothing. Nothing else. Okay. And, uh, well, no, I mean, I, I say nothing else. But the, there's a lot of women team ropers, too. You know, so. The uh, barrel racing is like the mainstream. Yep. That's, that's, that's to that's, get the money, to get the, get the, money the sponsorship, the, the, the TV time, mm-hmm. all that. That's barrel racing is what you want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Barrel racing's got okay. a ton of money in it. But when you go to the college level, then you have uh, goat tying, which was always my favorite event in rodeo. <laughs> we'll get back with the goat tying. Okay. <laughs> they had uh, they had barrel racing, which is you know people are pretty familiar with that. They race in a little clover leaf pattern, yeah. Yeah. and then they have pole bending, which is basically like just zigzagging in and out of cones. Okay. You know they have these pones that. They... Is it kind of like when you see the dogs do their obstacle course? Yep. And they have those. And they just zigzag in okay. and out. Okay. Uh, just like that, but larger that are, scale. Yep, larger okay. scale. Uh, breakaway roping. It's like. Uh, Calf roping, you know, they rope the calf, they hop off, they run down the rope, yep. flip it over, and they tie them up, feet. right? Yep. yep. Okay. So, uh, uh, the, in in college, women compete in the breakaway roping, which is just a uh, their rope has just a little piece of twine holding it together. Mm-hmm. So when they rope something, it'll pull it tight and then snap, and then it just runs off. Okay. And it's all about how fast you can do that. Okay. You know, and it's very popular, but yeah, the goat tying. So, basically, they took calf roping and split it into two events for girls in college. And I don't know why. I don't know the history on it or anything. But, uh, so, half of them would break away a rope where, you know, it just breaks the rope as they get tight. And the other half would do the goat tying where they would tie a goat out in the middle of the arena on, like, a 20-foot rope. He just stayed down out there and just, you know, living his life. And they, uh... (laughs) So they got to run out Being there. staked down in a, an arena. Yeah, that's his yeah, life right there. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, got like, you know, he's got like a halter. I mean, you could like, you could be walking in the park. It's just, you know, he's just, you know. And, uh, but yeah, they, they run down there and then they hop off their horse at a dead run, chase that thing down to the end of the rope, flip it over and tie its feet together. Okay. Uh, the girls who are good at it are very good at it, but God, it is just comical. Trying to watch somebody dive off of a horse at a dead run, they end up just digging in and flopping and going oh, yeah, pass over a tea kettle. Yeah. And depending on the goat, like some of them have been there for a long time, like whatever, come down here, tie me up, and the other half like freak out and try and run off. Well, they're, they're at the end of this 20-foot rope. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing you know, they just run circles around and just tie some poor girl up, just like, you know, like an old Wiley Coyote cartoon or something, and circle them until <laughs> they're all tied up. And then they're they're tied up, the goat's tied up, and they're trying to tie it up. And it just, it, it, it was very entertaining. It was always one it's of my a cluster. favorite. Yeah. It is. It is a cluster. <laughs> and it was just fun to watch. <laughs> so 
it sounds like you you obviously you traveled a lot, right? Oh yeah. Um, where you have you been all over the country? Or is it more just like Midwest, or is it more uh, south, or like the center and across the bottom? I okay. think is the best way to put that because um, I would say the overwhelming number of majorities happen from like Texas northwest. Okay. Like all those states. Um, there's a bunch of East Coast rodeos. There's a bunch of, we've been rodeoing in Arkansas and all those other places too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it, it the, for whatever reason, it's just a lot bigger over here. There's a lot more money, better okay. talent, better contractors. You know, stuff like More that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, uh, New, New Jersey has a rodeo. Oh, really? Okay. They have a they have a weekly rodeo. Wow, uh, weekly. Yeah, a weekly rodeo, and it goes for uh, 12 or 13 weeks that they do it, like, every wow. year. And I actually had uh, I actually had some friends who would go out there and ride in that. Uh, one of my good friends, he was actually, you remember that movie, The Cowboy Way? No, I've never seen that. Okay. Um, Keith, Keith Sutherland and um, Woody Harrelson. In the beginning, they're competing. Sounds in the, like a great duo, right yeah. there. <laughs> in the beginning, they're both cowboys, and they're competing in the saddle bronc ride. Okay. Well, obviously, they didn't do their own stunts. Right. But my buddy Bill is the guy who actually did. Oh, really? Yeah, he was he the stuntman. He them. was the stuntman for them. He was the guy who rode in the movie. Okay. And so, like every rodeo we went to, they would always talk him up about that, and like you know, have you guys seen the cowboy way? And people would cheer him like, "Well, this is the guy who did it," you know. And it was always, <laughs> it was always great for him. But uh, he was trying to make the national finals one year, and. Uh, Making the national finals is all about how much money you can win. Okay. It doesn't matter where. One of the most famous cowboys of all time is a guy by the name Bruce, and he would make it on like $500 checks. They actually put like rules in place to make sure you couldn't do that anymore. Like they limited the number of rodeos you could go to. You could only go to 110, I want to say. Oh, wow. I don't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, and it was just because of that, because like where these guys are going to Cheyenne or Greeley or even Pike Speaker Bust here where they can win, you know. 40, 50 grand to have towards the uh, finals that year. Yeah. Bruce would go to <laughs> Bruce would go to 100 rodeos and win $500 at each one. <laughs> that's a good amount of money right there, honestly. And that's yeah. it. And it would add up. Yeah, exactly. And it was the thing is like he would he knew how to rodeo better than anybody else on the planet. Like there was definitely people who were better at rodeo than he was, but he knew how to turn it into like a business and like do it in this path to where he could just maximize his money and a lot of guys learned from that. So you could go to a bunch of these smaller shows, like I said, going out to like New Jersey, where you're just not going to run into like very good competition, mm-hmm. and you could win yourself, you know, thirteen thousand towards the finals or something wow. like that. But it costs a lot of money to go out there and back. Oh yeah, definitely so, fuel and yeah, and a hotel and whatever mm-hmm. else there is, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, what has been maybe your favorite state or city that you've been to mm. that you can think of? Anyways, I'm sure there's a lot of good ones you've had, but and I'm not just saying women. But what's the good? <laughs> what's the best state that where you sat there and watched either a sunrise or a sunset and like, man, this is beautiful, you know? Huh? Something that the country itself is beautiful. I might have come back to that one. I gotta okay. think about that. Right. There are so many beautiful places in the country that people just don't think about, you know. Uh, like I always thought Kansas was just you know horrible, and I and I say that knowing full well you're from Kansas. Right. No, yeah, I, I get it. But uh, in that, but that was before, uh, that was before I spent all that time rodeoing, and I went out to like you know eastern Kansas. Yeah. And you get out into those uh, rolling hills with all that green and everything. It is just gorgeous out there, and you just didn't even yeah. realize it. You know, like uh, you, you spend fifteen hours looking at corn, and then all of a sudden right. you're like, oh my god, they've actually got like these acorn forests and these rolling hills. Right. It's like I, I kind of want to live here now. I know, I know Kansas gets a bad rap, but if you've ever been out there in the summer. And you've actually watched a sunset. Yeah. It's an amazing sunset. The colors that come out, which I know Colorado has amazing sunsets, yeah. you know, behind the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful picture. But Kansas has, you just see different colors. Yeah, that. that it, it, it's amazing. That orange that instead of just seeing a little bit of it like in, in like in between two peaks. Right. You're getting it You from see the whole thing. Horizon to horizon. It's, I'm not going to say it's the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. But it, it's kind of close to it. You yeah. know, you just see all these different colors, you know. Now, I will say this. On the flip side of that, though, I have seen a sunrise in Kansas, mm-hmm. and nothing sucks worse than that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I never said sunrise is great. I said sunset is good. Because <laughs> next thing you know, you've been, you've been driving for, like, 12 hours because we're on our way out to, like, Sedalia, Missouri, and the sun comes up below the hood. Yeah. <laughs> It spends a good hour or so just getting to where it's right in the eyeballs. Yeah. 
and then another good hour getting up to where a visor is going to help. Yeah, yeah, those flatlands, you know, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, they're they're tough to drive through, yeah. just because of the sun. I mean, you get blinded so quick. But, but yeah, if you ever make it out and, and see an actual sunset and, and sit out and appreciate it, it's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned Sedalia, Missouri. It was a rodeo out there that we went to every year. It was sometime in the winter months. That's why we would go out there. Because, like, you know, obviously most of these western states come wintertime. There's very few rodeos. Mm-hmm. And the indoor rodeos cost a lot of money to enter. And chances of winning money out of them, unless you're really good, is pretty low. Okay. So we would go to, you know, we'd go down to Texas and rodeo around and stuff like that. Just because it's still warm there and they're running them year-round. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the days before cell phones. I was going to, you know, school during the year, living with my parents in the summertime, you know, back and forth. And uh, I was home over like Christmas break and uh, my good buddy Justin who I rodeoed with forever who's my traveling partner he called my mom <laughs> and he's like hey do you think Paul wants to enter Sedalia <laughs> and my mom you know like we grew up right here in Golden mm-hmm. well Sedalia Colorado is like 10 minutes south of there yeah and so mom's like Close. oh yeah Sedalia right there of course Paul wants to go <laughs> I got home that night and mom's like hey I entered you in Sedalia and I'm like Sedalia where <laughs> and she's like there's more than one Sedalia? Like, oh, no. Yeah, Mom, there's more than one Sedalia. <laughs> Where was it? Sedalia, Missouri. Okay. <laughs> it's like a 17-hour I was going to say, yeah, at least 10 is what I was thinking. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and we went out there and we had fun. And so it just became like a tradition just because, you know, we had done it once. Might as well just go back every year. Yeah. So, yeah, we went. We went out to Sedalia every year. It was one of our one of our go to rodeos. <laughs> it was just comical how he ended up. <laughs> so after rodeoing, obviously, you gave that up at some point, of course. Right? Yeah, I just got body too got too old, right? Yeah, well, is yeah. that an easy way of putting it, or is that yeah, hard? Yeah, way? I think that's fair. Okay, you know, it's uh, well, the problem is I was never any good. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a deciding factor too. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to know when to quit. It's it's one thing to spend eighteen years at something you're good at, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I was okay. I uh, I definitely won money, and like in the in the pros, um, you start out, you get a permit, and uh, you're only allowed to enter certain rodeos. Okay, you know, and they're all the low money rodeos that sure. don't have a lot of attendance. You got to work your way up, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you have to win a thousand dollars in the pros before you can become a full-fledged member of the pros. Okay. And there's there's different rules about how you can pay your money and all this other stuff. Like, you know, if you're an actual card-carrying pro, you can write a check, which I don't think they allow anymore because a lot of us wrote bad checks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, the permit writers were not allowed to. You had to pay in advance. So, yeah, it took me five years, I want to say, to win my, uh, win my pro card. Okay. Of going up and down the road, hitting rodeos, and, uh, you know, and I did it all on, like, you know, $100, $150 checks. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I think I, I think my first check I ever won in the pros was uh, $86. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. even the cost of fuel, almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. it, it in the rodeo world, there's about, uh, like, the top 20 in the world do okay for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um but even the even like the top ten are the only ones who don't have to supplement their income with something okay. else. They can just rodeo full time. Yeah, they're making enough money. They yep. can yeah cause, just go to show to show yeah. and, and make that money. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the guys I uh, used to rodeo with, I didn't know him real well, but I knew him. You know, I mean, it's, you, you know everybody, even if yep. you don't hang out with him. It's a small grouping kind of yep. right. Yeah, and uh, I won't say his name because he's got a very distinct name. People know exactly who he is. Um, but the first year he made the national finals. Think he went in with like a hundred and thirty some thousand one to make oh, wow. it to the finals, and he ended up having to borrow thirty grand off of his dad in the middle of the summer because he ran out of money. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a tough business right there. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always used to joke. We all just take turns holding everybody else's money. Yeah, that's what it is. It <laughs> sounds like because I'll hold it for this week, but then I got to give it to the other guy next week, and so on and so forth. Yeah, the best I ever did is I won about eighteen thousand one year. Oh, nice. And I. Think I spent easily twenty five getting it done. <laughs> easily twenty five. Didn't even break even. You're no. just you're in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I was I was way upside down by like seven grand. <laughs> and the biggest check I got that year was at like an amateur rodeo in Cripple Creek. Oh really? Yeah. It was a it was an open rodeo. Uh, some good friends of mine. Uh, his his parents owned that rodeo company. They were the contractors. 
and uh, he was he was the clown, and uh, his wife uh, ran the office, and uh, you know, whole family business, very cool. Uh, um, we got up there. I drew uh, what they called a bounty horse. Okay. So occasionally there'd be a bounty animal, and uh, some of the more famous ones you'd probably think of. You know, it's like uh, this bull's never been ridden like bodacious, something like that. People will start putting money towards somebody covering that horse. You know, okay. so um, they got this horse off a, I don't know, some three-fingered idiot up there, <laughs> said that it, it bucked real well, and I got him, and uh, and I really didn't want him, because, you know, who wants to get an unproven animal, you know, right. especially when, you know, this is how I'd make money, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, they, did a, they did a bounty on him, so if you, the guy said, yeah, if you can cover that horse, I'll pay an extra 500, I'm like, cool. <laughs> 500 bucks is 500 bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... So uh, they load all the horses in the chutes. Everybody goes. It's me, and then there's one other kid left, and he is not good. <laughs> like, I know full well I'm beating this kid. Like, you know, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm walking away with his money. And I go out there, and this horse sucks. <laughs> it's not bucking. It fell over. It tried to roll over with me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you name it. Just everything was bad. So that's how you know from it. That, that's how they distinct a, a good horse from a bad horse, right? is a, a great horse will buck like yeah. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's bees attacking him or something, yeah. right? And a, a, a bad yeah. horse is just kind of hang out. You well, know? those like, horses, like I said, those horses those horses are as much competitors, and the bulls, horses, whatever, is as much of a competitor as I am. Sure. Okay. Because this is a competition. I'm trying to stay on him. They're trying to make sure I don't. Right. You know, and so... And you each take pride in that. You each take pride in yeah. that. And like I said, and the best animals in the world are that way. Like, most of them are, like, super friendly. Hell, half the horses I rode, you could throw a saddle on them and ride around the park with them. They're just uh, wow. that friendly and calm. But they yeah. know, like, okay, this is my job. When it's when game I'm time, here, it's game time, When it's right? game time, yeah. this is what we do. Okay. Yeah, so this thing falls over. It tries to run me <laughs> off on a fence. It runs around. And I don't even know how, but somehow or another I managed to, like, not touch him with my free hand because that's a disqualification mm-hmm. and so they went ahead and they went ahead and gave me a score they gave me a 46 um 100 being the best possible oh wow okay <laughs> wow that's low yeah. so the way rodeo not works, even 50 percent huh yeah. so the way rodeo works you have two judges and uh, each judge can award 50 points okay 25 for the animal 25 for the cowboy okay so and they and that's and so you want one that's actually trying to get you off better right. because that's how you're going to get a you get the higher score from that. Points. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, they gave me like forty six and they gave me the option of a rewrite, okay. which means uh, they knew full well the animal didn't perform. Uh, I didn't get a fair shake, so they're letting me have another chance. Okay, but here I am like doing the math in my head. I'm like, well, I just made five hundred bucks for doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, everybody else got gotten bucked off. Everybody hit the ground. Oh, really? And there was, like, one kid left. From this lame horse. <laughs> yeah. So there's, like, one kid left, and I'm like, oh, there is no way he's making it past the end of the gate. <laughs> like, you want to rewrite? I'm like, no. <laughs> really? Okay. And they're like, they're like, well, you only got a 46. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're gambling right now, really? Oh, I am. Yeah. Man, we're in Cripple Creek. You got to gamble. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so... So this kid goes out there, and it's exactly what I thought. He just fell off. Mm. So since everybody hit the ground, they yeah. didn't pay first, second, and third. All the money went to me. Oh, nice. Plus, I got that five hundred for the, like the bonus thing. So they hand me a check for like twenty eight hundred bucks. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. That's for, not bad. Then. For the worst ride I've put in in my entire life. <laughs> I guess sometimes it goes out your way, yeah, huh? And, yeah. Well, and it was Cripple Creek. They cashed my check at the bar at the uh, at the casino. Oh, so. nice. Did you so, spend it all there? I, most. Most of it. Okay. okay. <laughs> there was a good chunk of it. Uh, I saved enough for gas and uh, entry fees for the next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was new to rodeo. Uh-huh. So I just, like, you know, I called, I entered the rodeo, and they're like, all right, you're in on this date. I'm like, daity. The rodeo was Rapid City, South Dakota. I forget. Okay. It's like the Rapid City Roundup. It's a okay. big indoor rodeo in the middle of the wintertime. And... But what I was saying is, like, certain animals, they will name them, uh, all the animals have names. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get to know those names, like Lucky Sevens, you know, anything. Yeah. Like, and, and you know those animals by reputation because of their name. Okay. So this is my first pro rodeo ever, driving up to South Dakota. Like, I just entered, like, I, I was new to the system. Like, you call, okay. like, you call, like, a month in advance, 
and you put your name in the hat, and they draw so many people, and those are the people who get to go to that rodeo. Okay. So then you call back like a week later, and they say, yeah, you're in, you're up on Saturday. Like, you can put in a preference. Like, I want to be up there Friday. Okay. But you might, you know, say, I want to be there Friday, and you end up there Saturday, or you end up there Sunday. Sure. And then you end up having to, like, rearrange name and do some different stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And so, you know, sometimes you'd double enter. So you'd end up at two rodeos at the same time, so then you would look to see what horse you had. You know, because you obviously want to go where you have the better chance of winning money. Right, big money. Yeah. yeah. So, but this is this is when I first started rodeo, and I'd never entered a pro rodeo. I enter it. It's in, you know, Rapid City, South Dakota. And um, I called back, and they're like, yep, you're up on Saturday. And I was like, thanks, click. I didn't even listen to, like, oh, what no. horse I had or anything. <laughs> and I get up there, and I got on this horse. His name is Skulls Alley Cat. Okay. And so, so Skull is and he's a sponsored horse, mm-hmm. has a name, reputation, everybody knows this animal. Oh, no. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I get there, I'm like, I got Skull's Alley Cat, do you know that You know that horse? And like, world champions are looking at me like, oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I okay. know that horse. <laughs> so, when, when, you're, when you're riding rodeo, they run them all into like shoots, mm-hmm. and you go in order. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, they run all these ones in, run these ones in. So, you know if you're in the front chute, you're going to be the third person to go out. Because okay. they'll they'll do the one, two behind you, then the one behind you, and then you. Okay. And then switch to the other side. That way, like, as horses come in, guys can get them ready yeah. for themselves to get on. So, I'm in that very front chute. And the two guys go behind me. And the dude right behind me, it was funny, I'm not going to say his name, but he was... He was a world champion like several times over and one of my heroes. And I'd never met him, never seen him in real life. You know, but I remember like on on like TV, like he would always like do this thing where he'd like blow up his thumb and his muscles would get like real big. <laughs> yeah. This like, dude, yeah, yeah, this dude was fucking ripped and okay. huge. Like you'd see him, he's like, man, he was just fucking ridiculous. And then I like meet him in real life, he's like this fucking tall. <laughs> like he is half my height. I could pick this guy up by, like, one hand and, like, set him on a shelf. <laughs> Had no idea until I met him. And he was all excited that I got this Skulls Alley Cat. He's like, oh, no. hell yes. And he's like, you excited? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know this horse. And he's like, oh, you're going to have fun. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. So <laughs> yeah. everyone knew that was the badass horse. Everybody knew this was the baddest horse known to man. I had no clue. None. <laughs> so the two people behind me go. And I start trying to tighten down my rigging, you know, like, our, well, the national anthem comes on. Mm. So bareback is always the first event. Okay. So when the anthem starts, you start getting ready. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, we set your hat off to the side and everything, be respectful. Right. But, you know, so I'm trying to get ready and the contractor yells at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm tightening down my horse, you know, because you got to get rigging tight mm-hmm. so it doesn't slip off. And he's like, I didn't tell you to do that. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to be like third. And he's like, no, you don't tighten that until I say so. I'm like, okay. Oh, shit. You okay. know, so I wait. Dude, two back goes. I start to tighten down. He yells at me. He's like, did I say something? I'm like, what? But I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. No, there's one more person. Okay. So I was like, okay, fine. So I wait. That dude nods his head. He goes out there, and I'm doing everything I can to get it done as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. He yells at me again. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I told you to wait. I'm like, I am now. (laughs) Like, I am the person going. (laughs) I have to get ready. (laughs) And that's when, like, I kind of yelled at him, and he got cool about it after that. Um, he's a, the contractor I'm talking about, he's very famous for being very growly. Okay. Like he yells at a lot of people and he was very cool to me. And like, he didn't know it was my first rodeo or anything. He doesn't know me from anybody, yeah. but he's like, Oh, sorry. never mind. You're going to be last. <laughs> oh. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I wait, you know? So I wait and they run horses into all the different shoots and people are going out, you know, and, uh, it gets to where there's two people in front of me. So I started tightening down and he yells at me. Okay. <laughs> so I wait. <laughs> Next guy goes, I start tightening, he yells at me, and I'm like, what the fuck? I am literally the last person. Yeah. I have to be ready to do this. <laughs> and he's like, no, I will tell you when. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but that guy's already done riding the whole arena. There's like 25,000 people here waiting for me to ride. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> and he's like, just wait. And the lights dim. And, like, the spotlight, you know, when they do that thing with the spotlight yeah. where it's, like, circling around like and the announcer. Yeah. yeah, and the announcer starts talking. And it's like, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. It's, like, doing that. 
And he's like, next up we have one of the greatest horses of all time and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, this horse was, you know, like uh, Skull's Alley Cat. Like, I didn't know at the time. <laughs> Had a reputation uh-huh. for murdering people. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So Skull's Alley Cat was responsible for taking like five or six people out of the running for world champion. Oh, fuck. During the national finals. To the point where people wouldn't get on him. They would just turn him out. They're just like, no, it's not worth it. I will take the fact that I didn't win any money this round. Yeah. Because he was he was famous for breaking people's arms and their shoulders. Oh like God. while they were riding them. That's a badass horse. Yeah. And yeah. they had no clue. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> and so the spotlight's wheeling around, the, the announcer's talking about this is the highest marked horse ever at the national finals. Oh my like I told you earlier, each horse gets like, you know, per judge, 25 points. And mm. this son of a bitch got like 25 and 24 at the national finals. Like the king of all rodeos. <laughs> and I'm looking at my buddy Justin. I'm like, what the fuck did I get into? Yeah. <laughs> he said, this is my first pro rodeo ever oh my God. in the history of all time. You didn't know what you are getting into. No idea. <laughs> Gosh. None whatsoever. I told this story for years after people are like, you got on Skull's Alley Cat? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I did. And But it was funny because they they, didn't, they talked, the announcer talked for a while. I don't know how long it was, but it seemed like a long-ass time. It's probably only like 20 seconds, yeah. but it felt like forever. Oh, right? it felt yeah. like forever. And then finally the contractor's like, all right, go ahead and cinch him up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cinch him up, you know, put my hand in my rig in, nod my head and go out there and... Nothing. Really? Yeah. A lame horse. So he, <laughs> nobody had got on him in like five years. Oh. Everybody Everyone passed him over. Everybody who, like, when they called the office, like I said, you call. They tell you what horse you drew and, you know, what day you're up. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, never mind. Turn him out. And so they just wouldn't even bother showing up to the rodeo. Oh, my gosh. Really? So, and I asked the contractor. I'm like, because I was scared. <laughs> right. I'm like, what have, what have I gotten myself into? And he's like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, everybody's turned him out for the last couple of years. I have no idea if he's still good or not. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I went out there and, uh, yeah, just went along, like, kind of hopping, just nothing special. Really? And I was like, this is nothing. What the hell is everybody like? And it was that second that I slacked up and thought about something else. Mm. That son of a bitch <laughs> jumped way the fuck up in the air. <laughs> Snapped out hard whipped a U-turn, and went the other direction to where my hand went clean around and I am racking myself with my elbow because he is heading that way way faster than I can even react. (laughs) (laughs) Just whipped the shit out of me. Wow. And I hit the ground so hard. Like, I hit the ground, and, I mean, I was, like, no wind, couldn't breathe. Seeing stars. Seeing stars, and I look down at my glove, and you wear these, like, you know, these kind of leather gloves to protect your hand. And I'm looking at it, and you can see, like, the stitching stretching. (laughs) Because my hand is, like, swelling up. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the stitching is swelling. I mean, this horse fucked me up. (laughs) Oh. And this is the best part, my favorite part about this whole story. Because like I said, here I am. I'm in Rapid City. This is a big rodeo. I didn't know it was a big rodeo. It was just, you know, what I got into. Right. Like 20-some thousand people in the stands, dead quiet. Dead quiet. Everybody, thought dead. everybody <laughs> thought for sure I was dead. And I'm laying there. And I'm like trying to get my breath. And I'm looking at my glove and watching my hand get like three times this normal size. And some little kid loses his shit. Oh, no. <laughs> he is laughing. <laughs> like shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> and i'm like please god let me stand up so i can go punch that kid yeah leave it to kids right <laughs> yeah honest kids oh god yeah it was it was i mean if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a premiere that's pretty spectacular yeah holy <laughs> crap dude yeah no i i had bad words with the doctor after that too because <laughs> i i went in and like uh i, I had uh i had a shitty insurance at the time and they were checking my hand, and they do this thing to tell if you have, like, nerve damage. So they got this little, uh, it looks like a golf pencil, basically. Okay. So it's, it's sharp on one side and square on the other. Yeah. And they would touch it to you. 
And they say, am I touching you with the square side or the sharp side? So I'm looking away, and this lady was so scared to, like, hurt anybody. Like, she was, she was like, barely touching the hair, let alone the skin. <laughs> and she's like, which one is this? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Square? <laughs> Pointy? I, I, I don't know. And she got so mad, she's like, you have extensive nerve damage. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can feel my hand. Like, yeah. and, uh, like, look, I can move it. I can feel it. I'm good. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're not. And she put this brace on me. And, uh, and so, you know, you, you've seen those braces. Like, you know, it kind of looks yeah. like, a, like a bowling glove or something yeah. like that. You know, kind of hold you straight. And she puts that on me, and she's like, she's like all right, you're going to need to wear this. I'm like, all right, cool, for how long? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, for how long? And she's like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, okay, well, you put this on me. At some point in the future, I get to take it off. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a healing process, right? I just need to know when that is. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think you understand. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't understand? She's like, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. What? And I'm like, what? And she's like, yes, you have to wear this for the rest of your life. She's like, maybe maybe 10, 15 years, oh you can God. take it off when you sleep. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and I told her, I was like, this isn't making it to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't think you understand how messed up your hand is. And I'm like, no, I don't think you understand just how dumb you're being right now. I'm like, I am taking this off to sign the check yeah. <laughs> on the way out for my copay. <laughs> And I did. I walked out and I took it off and I set it down. And I'm like, sign my little copay check. And she's yelling at like the nurse behind the counter. I'm like, hey, can you throw this away? She's like, do not let him take that off. She was oh so God. mad. And I was like, I was like, okay, fine. I will throw it away at home. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, years later, I mean, hands fucked up, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. You can still grab shit. Yeah. Grab that glass. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Thumb's a little weird. Sure. <laughs> I've hey. showed you that, haven't I? I, uh, uh, that thumb, so yeah. I broke it at a rodeo and we tried to straighten it. Okay. Yeah, it's not that straight. <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. It was funny. We were up in Fraser, Colorado, and, uh, I broke it riding bareback horses. It was actually, uh, the first bareback horse I ever rode in a rodeo. Okay. Like, at an actual, like, paying event. You know, not outside of a practice arena, and I broke that son of a bitch big as shit. Right away. And, and I thought I dislocated it. So I got, so I'm like... Hold that motherfucker. Oh, no. <laughs> My buddy Willie, he's got to hold that thing, reefing for all he's worth. And some dude over there, like little EMT, like I said, there's always... There's always paramedics. There's right? always paramedics yeah. at every rodeo. It's required. Like, we can't even start riding unless there's an ambulance on site. Okay. You know, and so there's always an ambulance there and, you know, all that stuff. And this guy's over there and he's just wincing. He's like, what the fuck are you idiots <laughs> doing? I'm like, I think it's dislocated. He's trying to pop it back. He's like, no. It's broken. <laughs> Go to the doctors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys so, are a different breed. Yeah, different breed. Yeah. <laughs> so let let's end it on this. What's your favorite quote? Favorite quote. I really do love the Winnie the Pooh quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Mm. But no, my uh, uh, my absolute favorite quote has to be Winston Churchill. History will be kind to me for I intend to be the person who writes it. Because it, it makes sense. Like I said, it's, you know, he was he was just saying, like, look, I'm going to do some dick shit. People are not going to be happy about it, but it's not going to matter because I'm going to win, and then I get to spin it however I want. Yeah. I like him because he was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I brought up, like, the Winnie the Pooh quote because he's, he's widely associated with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Because he was he was a he was a big old fat round guy. Yeah. That's how we are. Well, that's good for this episode. Paul, thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. I uh, it was a great fucking time. I had fun. I learned a lot about bulls. You learned a lot. <laughs> and, and, and horses. And that's the funny thing is I only rode bulls like a small period of my rodeo life. Well, you know what? You had so much to talk about. But it. when you but when you talk to like. When you talk to people, they like, yeah, no, I was bareback riding like that. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. You, you said you rode bulls. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for the average person who doesn't know anything about it, like yeah. myself. Oh, bull riding you know, is the is the golden child of rodeo. You, that you is. You think of a bull, you think of of power. You think of 
Yeah. Like muscle. Right? Oh, it, it is the sketchiest, scariest yeah. people watch. They think that has to be the end all beat all. But really, it's the horses, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're fast. They're, they're all muscle. Oh, yeah. They're ready to kill you. Yeah. No, so <laughs> if you're going to rank like rodeo as like the most dangerous, mm-hmm. saddle bronc. Yeah. Very first. Which is weird because... What about Mexican saddle bronc? Is that, is that the first? <laughs> no, Mexican because saddle bronc is the same. But uh, no, saddle bronc is far and away the most dangerous sport in the rodeo. Okay. And then uh, you can give a toss-up between bareback riding and bull riding. Mm-hmm. The difference is is they're both equally dangerous, but like in the long term, like there's no good way to ride a bareback horse. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hurt. That's just yeah. facts. So over time, it's the most taxing on you. Like it's just uh, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, it is. Over time, that's what's going to hurt you the most. Well, thank you for sharing, Paul. Oh hell yeah, I appreciate it, man. We will talk again soon. <laughs>